1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: It's not at all like American Pie, which is that vibe of men just trying to pull women. One of my favorite scenes is the wedding. I think it's just... In contrast to our perfectly manicured, Instagram-worthy lives at the moment, uh, a wedding where it absolutely pisses it down, the marquee collapses in on you, and, you know, the bride's wearing red. I think it just, it really makes me laugh, and it really, really makes me laugh when Tom Holland gives the umbrella to the lady walking up the hill that's slightly broken, and he just, like, marches on ahead of her, like, yeah, you deal with that.
3: (laughs)
0: Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Today I'm joined by Hannah. Woo! And Georgie. Hello. And Helen. Hello. And we're gonna be watching About Time.
3: Thank you as always to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills.
0: Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us.
3: And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter
0: at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram
3: at FlixWatcher. Hello film fans, welcome to this episode of FlixWatcher Podcast. In our studio today we have Hannah and Georgie. If you would like to say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit about what you do.
2: Hello everyone, my name is Hannah Russell. I am the founder of a podcast studio called Mag's Creative and we make podcasts including the likes of the Deliciously Ella podcast, Cast Away, Limitless and lots of other quite good, I hope, shows here in the UK. And I have known Georgie Greer since we were five years old, so over to you now. That's me.
1: <laughs> Hello, I'm Georgie Greer. I'm an actor and I host a podcast called the screenster podcast on which i talk to filmmakers people in the industry about the film and television world um, about their jobs and what they're watching so that ranges from everyone to script supervisors to directors to other actors
0: yeah so you had a catering um company on there that female founder catering company I
1: did I had a location caterer the wonderful Nicola Smith I thought that you know you don't often hear interviews with people like location caterers Mm. even though they're a vital part of the film and television world so that was my purpose with the podcast I wanted to speak to people that you might not normally speak to and hear some of their pearls of wisdom
0: I've got a friend who's a cameraman and he's um, worked on quite a few different films and TV shows, used to work in Shameless a lot when was, when are still going to Manchester. And that was a big kind of beating heart for it for him is like, if the, if the crew don't get fed, Kobe. It's very it's a, important.
3: Yeah. It, it is it, very yeah, important,
0: yeah.
1: Because, yeah. you know, if you don't get fed, you get hangry. Yeah. Yes. And no one likes a hangry person.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've been on a few TV sets um, and... I was very surprised at how good the food was, um, yes. like lamb shanks and stuff. And I was like, I can't, I'm glad I'm just like here for a day because I couldn't eat this every day and like stay- What's the vibe? It was, yeah. Is it
2: like healthy? Is it
0: burgers? Um, I was only there for a couple of days, so carby. I just went to town.
3: It's like event catering as well mm. at yeah. festivals and events, very carby.
2: Well, that's but
1: that's what's interesting because Nicola, for example, was telling me that she wanted to change that and how when you're working such long hours and you're possibly away from home, you need to have more than just, you know, burger and chips and actually remember that... You're still needing to be healthy. Exactly. So that's what I found
2: quite interesting.
0: So today we are talking about About Time. Uh, And that was your choice, wasn't it, Hannah?
2: It absolutely is my choice. (laughs) It it was the only choice it could ever be. It's my favourite film.
0: So can you give us a one-minute synopsis and give us a bit more of a reason why you chose it, apart from it being your favourite film?
2: So About Time is just a brilliant film, I think. Um, It was released in 2013. It was directed by Richard Curtis. And it's got an amazing... Bye. And written by mm-hmm. Rich Curtis. Um, uh, the cast ranges from the wonderful Rachel McAdams um, to Bill Nighy, Margot Robbie. Um, and I mean, when you describe the story, it shouldn't sound great, but it works. Essentially, the the male members of the Lake family are all able, you learn, to travel back in time. So... The men are able to walk into a dark cupboard, choose a moment in their past life that they want to revisit and change something and they're able to go back and do that. And the story evolves uh, really beautifully, I think, between the main character, Tim Lake, which is played by, I don't know how to pronounce his name actually. Donald. Dominal Gleason. Donal. Donal. Yeah. Donal Gleason. Um, and he's just a brilliant character. And he ends up falling in love with the brilliant Rachel McAdams. And his father, Bill Nye, has sort of given him this, imparted this piece of knowledge to him, which initially he just really doesn't believe. And then
0: goes to town with goes it. Goes to
2: town with it, starts to use it, and and the story unfolds from there. And I chose it because for me, I mean, I've seen it lots of times she never stops talking about (laughs) (laughs) it I think it's just a really I think there's a line at the end of the film where they talk about um an extraordinary ordinary life and I think that it portrays that really beautifully Mm. the kind of ordinary details of life and how actually they can be savored and they can be really meaningful and they can be really important um and it's just a really lovely story and it's written really well as well, I think.
0: So I'm going to go to you at some point, doing this to unpick a few bits because I've only seen it once um, and I didn't quite understand a few of the things that were going and on And I there, think it's
2: definitely flawed. I right. think there's definitely flaws, but I think to me, the overarching message is just quite a heart, heartwarming, uplifting one.
0: Sure. Helen your thoughts on about time oh god <laughs> why did you so, say it's like you listen oh, yeah. listened to an episode before and know what <laughs> Helen thinks about films because
2: you you build something up and then you
3: look over and you think nah she's not she's not agreeing we we do we do come to me for the the second one yeah. um I had a different experience of, of this film how many times um, have you seen
0: it first of all? so
3: I have seen the first half hour twice now <laughs> what the first first
1: that mean? Half hour twice. What yeah. do you mean? So, so you
3: went in a second time. So um, the first time I watched the half hour of it, and as I, I literally cannot watch any more of this, um, I'm going to have to leave the room. Then the film carried on with the people I was living with, and they watched it, and I did not. And then, obviously, for the podcast, I had to go back and sit through the <laughs> whole two hours. In four minutes, um, I'm sure we'll have lots, lots of discussion about it. But I had a few struggles, but I want to hear what everyone else said No, well, we, I go, as we defer to yourself as a, as
0: a second opinion. You can
3: so this lean is, in a this, bit more if you want. This is a film about a guy who goes back in time to resolve the one struggle he has in life is that he can't pull. So in terms of like storytelling, we have a hero and they have to overcome some kind of struggle along their journey when you're, when you're telling a story. His struggle is he can't pull in his 20s. He discovers that he can be a time traveller and he goes back in time and essentially keeps going back in time until he can force someone he's only just met to fall in love with him. <laughs> By slightly tricking her. In a slightly <laughs> yeah. creepy way, um, which we're meant to find charming and adoring. Um, and there's, there's there's quite a lot of white male privilege in here. Which is is a slight Richard Curtis thing, but slightly comes out. And Kate Moss. So what I got was that what's Rachel McAdams' character's name? Mary. Mary. Her thing is Kate Moss. Yeah, she Why loves Kate Moss. Why is that a thing? I don't know.
0: I don't know. People like cats all of you know. They do, but that's <laughs> that's not
3: like her main character thing. Um, and yeah, I, I get this this story that it's it's meant to sort of say you know we should treasure a, a time that we have people with people together. But yeah, I I didn't, it's not really my thing.
0: It's fair enough. Georgie?
1: Well, I loved it, but I've had to watch it like five times to sort of understand it. So Kobe, I'm really fascinated by the fact you, that you have seen it once because mm. I think I only just began to understand after like, you know, five or six attempts. I do agree with Hannah. I think it is flawed in that, it still hurts my brain a tiny bit trying to understand the flashes back to time and how that actually sits. Mm. But overall, I just have memories of sitting with my mum and smiling and laughing and also crying. And for me, that is quite, you know, when I get those moments with my mum when she's laughing hysterically, that means a lot to me, so.
0: That's Richard Curtis kind of through and through, isn't it? It's kind of (laughs) like safe-ish for a wide brand of people. But then if you have people who can kind of tend to be more cineast or more refined taste, as you say, then kind of like it can fall flat for some for some people like that, I'd say.
2: And I think it's one of those films that you I haven't interrogated too deeply. Mm. So I think if you look at it through the lens of white male privilege or exactly how does this time travel work, and actually there are a few moments where perhaps it is quite flawed. For me, it is a film I watch completely at surface level sure. and it warms my heart and I find it I love Uncle Desmond. I, yeah. I just find him hilarious. And so I think if you take it a little bit at face face value it's it's slightly different. But when you do start to pick it apart, it's probably actually a different I have view. no
3: problem with the time travel. I really enjoy time really? traveling films and I don't think you can ever properly explain it so the time travel i was fine about apart from the fact that it's they say that spoiler um no women are allowed to travel in it and someone does travel in it which See, is a when bit you like said, yeah, oh, this is, is true this like, is very true which is a bit annoying so
0: that's funny yeah when when you, you when you break your own, own rules yeah. within
3: the film it's a bit like but we've just like we've just gone with you on everything you've gone before to believe in time travel. And then you go, oh, so women could have done it after all. So you, you could have actually given it to women to time travel rather than men having all of the power to go back in time and change things for themselves. Or at
0: least he could have traveled with women all the yeah. time rather than just- On his own. On his own. But he does,
2: uh, is that what you were saying? He does travel with his sister once. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, for me, to be honest, I think this is probably my favorite Richard Curtis film. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I've been Four watched Weddings. Four the- Weddings. More than four. I've only, I've only seen four weddings a few times, and that was when it first kind of came out. So I'm not seeing. I'm not revised. I'm not reviewed it. I've not seen it since. So um, maybe worth I should watch, watch it again. But I was very reluctant to watch this when it first came out because this, the idea of the film didn't sit with me in any way, shape, or form. Which is essentially what your main problem with it, Helen was that this is a guy who can't pull and finds out he can time travel, so he can try and pull better. And I was like, I don't want that. In my in the film, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm already kind of over the American Pie thing, where it's just about guys going out and pull to do that. And I was like, I don't need that in my in my film. It watching, but and there is that element at the start, and but quickly kind of moves away from that. And I thought it was going to be a lot more leery than it was, and just like, oh, I can pull it. I'm going to try a different line. I'm going to try a different line. I'm going to try a different line. And with Margot Robbie's character, he kind of tries that, but then it doesn't. If he does do it more, then it doesn't really lean into it. And I thought then when he met Rachel McAdams that, on that really cool kind of dark date night that they had and they exchanged numbers and he went back to help his uncle or his dad's friend and then realised he'd he lost her number. I thought it was going to hit, hit it up again and again and again and again and again to try. And I thought that was going to be the, the thrust of the film. But it quickly just wasn't that. It wasn't about that. It was like, I found this girl now and I'm going to slightly creepily stalk her. But, <laughs> I, I'm you know, because I know we, we got on so well that time when it was like a genuine connection. So I was like, oh, cool. But then the rest of the time he uses the time travel thing. It's like help his sister who's like clearly struggling, and then spend more time with his dad when his dad when he realises his dad's like suffering with cancer. So then it becomes like this film of like, oh shit, he's like just wants to spend more time with his family and like help these people out. So it quickly became the, the original high level synopsis of the film it sounds for me like horrible. But when when you watch it, I was like, oh shit, this is actually a lot more layered and nuanced than I thought it would be. So like I just kind of melted away and kind of let it slide, but there were some things I didn't. I think the main thing I didn't get was like how he couldn't travel far back to. He couldn't go further back than his kids. or that, that was a bit that I couldn't understand. And he does it,
2: he does it once and then he has a different kid. Yeah. But then he sort of manages to correct it yeah. and it's all sort of brushed over a little bit. So I think that is, and, the, and then his dad dies and then his wife wants another kid. Mm. Spoiler, big spoiler, sorry. No, um,
0: spoilers are allowed.
2: <laughs> and so, and then he's not able to go back and visit his dad who's passed away anymore because they decide to have another child. Yeah. So, but I think it's slightly brushed over when he sort of makes the mistake and then he's like, oh, but I'm able to correct it now.
0: Yeah. and Because I was just a little passing conversation. Oh, so I can't go back before the But birth- Oh, no, because sperm is different each time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the time travel thing, I don't, yeah. I think if you try and explain time travel or how things work, like in Groundhog Day, Ivan Reitman, the director, tried to work out in his head to try and explain how he was looping, but then just kind of realised if you try and do that, it's just going to take away from the film. You just mm. kind of go, this happens, deal with it, and it's fine. Um, and when Tim mentioned his version of Groundhog Day, the musical, he was just like, in my head, I want it to be enough time that someone's able to not play the piano ever to be able to be like amazing at it. And that's the, that's the kind of constraint that he had. And when you just, when you kind of think, okay, you can time travel, go into a dark room, bit silly. Sometimes he didn't even go into a dark room. Sometimes he went into a, like a, a cloak room that had a light fully on. I was like, dude, come on, at least play by, like you say, Helen, play by your rules. But apart from that, I was like, yeah, I, I quite like it. Do you Generally, know
1: what, on the on the time travel thing, my favourite moments of the time travel travel was when it would happen really quickly. For example, when he meets Mary's parents, mm. and she's like, "Don't mention oral <laughs> sex," and he says, "We've <laughs> definitely not had oral sex." And then he just goes back and does it like three more times. Or, or when
2: he does the sun cream on um, exactly. on her
1: back, and he buggers it up, and
2: then he goes. I like back it and does when it. he
1: does that, and he's trying to correct a very specific
2: situation, and you see it happen in sort of like three or four different ways. Mm. And I think he's a hard cap when you're talking about it being about him desperately trying to pull ah uh, i just think he's a hard it's not at all like american pie which is that vibe of men just trying to pull women and so i think there's something there's something really endearing about his character that is so goofy and so he's not cool and he's not actually very slick at doing this but actually it allows him to correct some of the like really stupid things he says or stupid things he does. So it's a little bit more endearing than just like, Hey, I'm going to manipulate these women (laughs) a little bit like that, but yeah.
0: And what I liked about it was that at least in the first instance, He was never going to get with Margot Robbie at that time because it just, no matter how they tried to spin it, it wasn't going to happen. And so I I like that kind of nuance of it. And even that when with the sun cream bit, where the first time he's like super Mr. Uncool, and then the second time, yeah, just a minute.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Almost a bit, like a bit too much the other way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So that's why I think it's because I just think it was like it was a bit heart grabbing and heart wrenching when he realized he couldn't, no matter how the film works, he wasn't going to be able to see his dad again, even though there was. Kind of a nice kink in mm. in his family lineage that meant they that could time travel and spend time with his revisit things again. But this time is like like everyone else. I guess this is the, this is definitely the last time you're going to be able to spend with your dad and
2: and that relationship for me I think is just really lovely. Mm. The father son relationship there I think is such a powerful one. And Bill Nighy I think plays such a lovable character, um, imparting this wisdom onto his son and I think there's you really feel that father, like lovely father son relationship between the two of them
0: yeah I think the when he first told his dad uh, when, sorry, when he first told Donald Gleason, can't remember what his name is um, and he just went no don't worry about trying to make money because it's not going to work for you yeah. kind of kind of brushed away a lot of the things because obviously there probably were earlier versions of scripts where they they tried to play with money and he tried to play that, that kind of thing but it just wasn't going to get to the thrust of the film I do think it's I mean, romantic comedy, family kind of tragedy. I think is is a touch long. Um, I also like him with Kit as well. That's what I was saying mm. because it's him trying to say spend more time with his dad and and Kit who's going through a lot of time, a lot of trouble. Um, and you can and that's as you see Kit kind of degrading through the film. You're like, oh, she's not, she's not good. Mm. But I didn't think at any point he's going to try and help her out and and do those things, which are really. I thought, yeah, and yeah, that's my my thoughts so far about time.
1: <laughs> can I ask a question? Of course you can. There's some really strong characters in the film. Mm. Do you have a favorite?
0: Um who who are the strong characters?
1: Well, I just think they've all got such wonderful and funny personalities like Mary's friend. <laughs> oh, she's great. <laughs> and oh, then I know, can I guess who your
2: favorite character
1: is? You can, Hannah.
0: Can...
2: Is it Bernard? No, wait, hang on. What's 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 the uncle called? The uncle is called Desmond. Okay, is it Desmond? I find him really funny. <laughs> I like it when he gives her a one pound coin and he folds her wrist, her hands, fingers around the coin and says, "Don't spend it all at once, dear." I just think it's really funny.
0: I kind of like Tom Holland's character.
2: Yeah, he's brilliant.
0: Because I thought he wasn't. I thought he was taking a piss when he first meets. Um, Donald Gleason, and but he, he generally wasn't he's just generally like that kind of acerbic like crotchety character yeah. and I was like okay but enough that's that's who you are
2: and this um, one of my favorite scenes is the um the wedding I think it's just in contrast to our perfectly manicured Instagram worthy lives at the moment uh, a wedding where it absolutely pisses it down the marquee collapses in on you and you know the bride's wearing red I think it just it really makes me laugh and it really really makes me laugh when Tom Holland gives the umbrella to the lady walking up the hill that's slightly broken and he just like marches on ahead of her like yeah you deal with that
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's he's so great my favorite favorite character though has to be Rory the friend, the friend. of oh, Tim. yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I just love him. When he forgets his own name because he's been so blindsided by Margot Robbie's character, is one of my actual favourite moments of the entire film.
0: Roger, Roger. no. <laughs> um, I mean, what do you think? The his what's his name again? Donald Gleason's character.
2: Tim. 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 Tim, Tim Lane.
0: Tim. So I think Tim
2: Lake isn't it? Lake. Tim, yeah. Tim Lake.
0: I feel I would have liked his mother to have a bigger role in this um, show. In this film, thoughts Helen.
3: Um, I guess it's it does feel from from what I got kind of a, a male vehicle in that the male characters kind of got the best lines and mm. the the more exposure. I mean, my favorite character was the sister, who Kit Kat, is yeah. kind of in 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 the background. I kind of would have spent liked to have spent more time with her and kind of you know seeing what was going on behind the scenes with her because we only really kind of get the projection from Tim about how he's seeing what's going on from her rather than actually sort of seeing what's going on. So that would have, I I think for me, that would have given it a bit more kind of depth. um, Because even Rachel McAdams, I didn't think was as sparky as she normally is Mm. for me. I think She's a bit dowdy in this. I don't know if it's the fringe or something. It is too short, by the way. Careful what you say, Helen I, I, We've got
1: two fringes here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I was quite surprised how much time we spent with Kit, Kit Kat. Because I, th- I thought quickly, once he left Cornwall wherever I thought they weren't going to see any of them again. Um, so I was quite surprised that, you know, she stayed at his house and they um, had that relationship. And she was there when they tried to meet creepily in the Kate Moss exhibition, which is an odd thing. Um, and... <laughs> So I was I was quite surprised that they were there. But I think I think is a great character. Um, really sparky and you can kinda of see also how people like people from the same family can go different ways if um if something kinda of goes wrong from from the start.
3: Yeah.
0: Thought she's feisty and and also when he couldn't save her and have you know, he, he couldn't have it both ways and had to say, well had to realise that she's gonna to have to have the accident. To kind of keep things in, on that kind of trajectory, but then they could still they could still try and help out af- afterwards and say, well, this guy might be boring, but a he loves you to bits and he's there's a safer pair of hands, maybe. Um, but maybe guiding towards like his best friend was maybe a bit on the creepier side of there.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> Do you know one of one of the lines that sticks with me from that film is a line that Kit Kat says when she says, "Perhaps I'm the faller of the yeah. family." And I often think about that and I often wonder whether it's true and whether there are fallers in families and whether there's a faller in my family and whether I'm the faller. And I just think it's a really poignant line. And sometimes I'll be sitting in a coffee shop sipping on a cappuccino and I'll think about it. And yeah, you're right. I just, I just really like her sparkiness and I love that she runs into a room and kisses Mary all over at first when I watched it I was like oh that's a bit too much but you know if she did that to me I wouldn't mind (laughs) in a sibling way
2: (laughs) (laughs) she feels very real I think yeah she does
0: um should we head to scores then yeah
3: welcome to the Flixwatcher spreadsheet of dreams this is where we do our magical scoring All of our scores are out of five. You may have decimal places and we will start with you, Hannah, with the recommendability, please.
2: So as long as I didn't have to recommend it to you, (laughs) I think I'd give this, um, I'd probably give this a four because I think there are definitely people for whom I wouldn't recommend this to.
0: So who do they, what do they describe these people?
2: Helen. Yes. Uh, me. Uh, <laughs> so
0: how'd you known Helen before? Would you go, not for you, Helen? Uh,
2: no, I wouldn't. I would have said definitely for you, Helen. It's for everyone. Um, no, I think people who aren't prepared, I think it's, to what to enjoy this film, I think you need to be able to suspend too much critical analysis and just enjoy it for what it is, which is a... Fairly light, heartwarming, possibly male-dominated film that actually has some really lovely, funny, heartwarming moments. I've used heartwarming lots of times. Um, so I'd say four out of five there.
0: Georgie, and you can go to decimal places, guys, if you want. Yes.
2: Out of five? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Can I go to
1: quarter? Wait, hang on. A decimal places, a quarter. I don't, is it? I don't know. Um, I would go to 4.3 because um, I just think that it's just really uplifting and if you do give it a chance and you do see it through to the end, it might put a spring in your step. But I acknowledge that it has several
0: flaws. Okay. Helen.
3: (laughs) So I have had various conversations with this with some other people yeah and they shared my view (laughs) um but then saying that the people who carried on watching it when I left the room had a lovely time with it Mm. um we were very hungover um, which may have been why I couldn't watch it might have been where they could have gone all the way through I mean this if you if you like Richard Curtis films then you will probably like this I would find it Very, 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 very unlikely if you'd liked all of his other stuff and you didn't find something to enjoy in this. Um, I will give it a three for the benefit that Richard Curtis has lots of fans and if you like his films, you will like this.
0: I'm going to go for a four. And I would definitely recommend it to more people than I, I... I wasn't like I said at the start. I wasn't looking forward to watching it. It wasn't like well, I wasn't like, oh, yay, they've chosen about time. I was like, well, it's about time I. It's about, it time. about time. I, watched I watched It's about time. Um, and I was like, like I said, I was genuinely, genuinely surprised that it wasn't just about him on the pole, which is the the, the strap line. Um, and I was genuinely surprised that it did have those kind of not super gut punching moments, but there were there were kind of weighty moments where you have to make tough decisions. And I'm glad that's the kind of trajectory it went down rather than him just trying to leer over Margot Robbie. And one thing I did quite like was that when he could have pulled Margot Robbie, he didn't and went straight back to um, propose to Rayson McAdams. I don't remember their names, but guys. He got, he got Apart two, from lots Kit, of Kit Kat, which is the remember. best name. I Kit Kat's an awesome name. I think he got too
2: close to I it. I think he did too. It was too much of a touch and go moment for yeah. me. Yeah, and to then go from that to, to proposing. proposing within the space of yeah, 15 minutes. I wish was, he'd just yeah. left. He'd never gone up in the lift. I would have been much happier.
0: Well, so at the at the front door? See ya. Fair enough.
1: Also, that is actually one thing I wrote down on my notes. How um, harsh of Margot Robbie's character when she's like, me and my friend are just going off for some food. Two minutes later, she's like, I've sacked her off. Can you come up for dinner with me? (laughs) I was like, bitch. Well, I do that to you. Yeah, you do. (laughs) I'm used to it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Repeat viewing. Um, Hannah, I'm going to suspect this is going to be quite high.
3: So, how many times have you seen it? Do you know I it? have seen it. Mm, so it came out
2: in 2013, we're in 2019. So how many years is that? Six. I've probably seen it once a year. One year, I probably watched it twice, and then I watched it once on my phone on the way into work this morning. So I'm going to say nine times. So I think that's got to be a five.
0: Sure. I mean,
2: that's a f- that's. I don't watch that many films, so it's it's quite a high proportion <laughs> of films <laughs> so- I watch. <laughs> Uh, Georgie um
1: I would give it uh, I would say 4.6 you've seen for it five times you're saying wait hang on so w- can you just explain to me again? <laughs> of course
0: what? we can uh so repeat viewing score is kind of two things it's like if it's like an old film it's how often you've seen it and like um how like yeah I, I, I'm but, happy but also how much you
3: enjoy re-watching it and like yeah. some films we gave like really high recommendability, but then it was like zero for rewatchability because mm. it was like amazing to watch once, but you don't want to watch it again. Yeah, I see. And
0: then there's also the fact that like some films where you like, I have to watch it again because I need to understand it. So you might not watch it frequently, but then there's like, and you definitely do need to watch this again at some point to like get it properly.
1: So I would go on that basis. Am I allowed decimal places again? Yeah, I'm going to go All the way through. For 4.9. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> because I enjoy it. I'd watch it with friends and family again and again. And I actually enjoy watching it again to better understand it.
0: <laughs> Helen, um, watched it 1.3 times?
3: 1.3 times. Um, it's a zero for me. I'm not going to watch this again.
0: Um, I'm going to say two. I don't think I'll watch it again um, that often, but...
3: Not even to work out the... See if you can work I'd out the i would probably just Wikipedia travel. that.
0: Not the time travel, just the, 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 the point how how... The sperm thing works. The sperm the sperm conundrum in the film.
3: Uh, but they just say that's how it works. You are, sorry? They just say that's how it works. Just to go, all right.
0: Why do you mean, just say that's how it works?
3: That's what they said.
0: No, but I don't understand what the, the rationale is. Because I don't understand why you can't just go back to...
2: I think it's because... Uh, is it because of something they... I it's the know, specific sperm...
3: Meeting that egg at that meeting moment. Meeting that
2: egg at that moment. And if it's not at that exact point...
0: Oh, so they can go beyond that. He but could, then, but
2: he'd get a different child every different time child. he came back.
0: And that's the bit that's too random
2: for me. And, and
0: the rest of the butterfly effects stuff isn't isn't, yeah. isn't random enough. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing you kind of forfeit with all time travel films. It's just like, I mean, if you went back in time already, that's fucked everything else up, and you can't go back to the same timeline that you went you left from. But that's obviously something you put aside. But I like the fact that this, that obviously that random 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 bit. Uh, like one in one trillion chance of that uh, that sperm meeting that egg is too much of a random fact to, you will still have a baby, but it wouldn't be that sperm hitting that egg at the right time.
3: There we go. Okay. Science.
0: (laughs) We have it down. Um, Yeah, two. I wouldn't mind watching again. Um, One thing, when Sarah, my wife, came in halfway through and she's like, oh, this is Richard Curtis. So when's a person going to die or be declared dead? And I was like oh i don't know it's not happened yet and then kit was like um hit the car crash and then she's like oh there you go but then it quickly turned from that ah. to being somebody else so i think she's like oh okay maybe i should watch this from from the start and actually see what's going on there um so it was a different film even to what she thought it was going to be based on it being richard curtis although does someone always die in richard curtis film You got a funeral obviously
3: i don't think anyone dies in love actually do they yeah no no death in there no
0: death in yesterday Oh, we're spoiling film. Sorry, oh, no. Sorry, one, yeah. A oh. film where no one dies. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to wear a funeral because that's in the title. I guess yeah, that's fine. You would expect that. Yeah. Um, At least
3: one funeral, anyway.
0: Small screen score. Do you want an explanation of this? Are you? Yes, are you good? please. Yeah. So, how well does it work on your TV or Netflix scenario? So, typically TV, we say, um, and how much better? So, that's, that gives it a high score. And if you really feel that you need to see it in the cinema to get the really big screen experience or the experience of watching with lots of other people, then, then it gives it a lower score.
2: I watched it on my phone. On the, way into work yeah. the, s- the Smallest of them all. <laughs> so I'd say that's a pretty small screen. Um, I would say 4.7. I, I don't think a huge amount is lost by watching it on a small screen.
0: Have you seen it in cinema?
2: I haven't seen it in a cinema, but I've seen it, but with... Lots of people in a home environment. And I quite enjoyed that, but I was still watching it on the television.
0: Sure. Jordi?
2: I would give it a 4.5. I can't remember
1: the first time I saw it. I'm pretty sure it was in the cinema, but I can't remember. Um, Because I think it is wonderful still on the small screen and I can get all that I need to get from it on the small screen. Mm. But I would prefer to watch it on the big screen because... I would just like to see it in a large format. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't really explain what I mean, but I would quite like to see it on the big screen again. Um, I just think that would be quite
0: nice. Helen?
3: Uh, I'd give it a five. I don't I don't think there's any need to watch it on a cinema screen.
0: Yeah, five for the same reason. I think it's perfectly fine on a, on, a, on a TV screen at home with Netflix. And was there any particular soundtrack? Does, does Richard Curtis do soundtracks?
3: I think there was songs in it. Oh, I think there's like pop songs. songs in it. There's there's lots of pop songs in it. Oh, I've forgotten. How long
2: will I love That's you? the one. <laughs> that's
0: the best. Uh, engagement score?
2: I generally tend to do something else when I'm watching a film anyway.
0: So that's standard, that's baseline. That's
2: baseline. I watch this without doing anything else and I often watch this as a Hey, Georgie, come over and watch About Time
0: with me again. (laughs) Oh, okay. How many times have you guys watched it together?
2: Probably only twice. Twice? I think I've. Yeah. yeah. But I've also. But is that
0: like when you get that text you're like, yeah. yeah." (laughs)
2: No, she's probably like, no, I don't want to. Stop making me watch the same film. (laughs) Um, So the marker for this is how engaged do I need to be for it to work? How how focused on the film do I need to be for it to work? I mean, I don't think you need to be... I think you probably need to be quite focused on the film, particularly at the start, I guess, to get the fact that they're time travelling, but thereafter. Uh,
0: I'd say four? Four? All right. Georgie?
1: I'm going for a punchy five on this one because despite giving it a 4.3 recommendability, (laughs) I think we need to go all in and... uh, just enjoy it together and have a great old time.
0: So when you're when this comes on, the title card oh, hits yeah. up, so, then you're like, yeah. Hannah, shh.
1: <laughs> I like be, that I I about everything. I can't <laughs> express enough how much I have needed to concentrate over this. So I would say, yeah, you do 100% need to give it your attention just to get the best from it. But then that said, when you do give it your full attention, you end up getting confused. So... I don't know. I'm going to stick with my
3: five.
0: Yeah, cool. Helen?
3: You, you do need to pay attention because obviously time travel and you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it very long though. Two hours, four minutes, as you know, is, is a long time for me anyway.
0: Only if you don't like a film.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, two and a half.
0: Two and a half. I'm going to go for four. I think you... Again, uh, based on my original preconceptions, it's completely not the film I thought it was going to be. So that Captain kept, kept changing up every like half hour. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So I couldn't, I couldn't second guess it, even though I thought I could, and my wife thought she could second guess it. Um, so I think you, that does put you your toes. Certainly the first time. Uh, in subsequent ones, probably not now you know where the kind of storyline's going. So, yeah, four, I reckon. And that gives us an overall score of 3.868. 875.
3: That's pretty good. Yeah. We always say anything over a three is pretty
0: strong. So we reached out to our peoples on on Twitter, as we always do before we go into record, and said we're recording about time with Hannah Russ and Georgie underscore Greer. Have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts on air shout-out on Flixwatcher and give us your five-star rating and a short review. So we had a few responses. Um, Hannah, do you want to take the first one?
2: Do I need to read out their name as well? Ideally. At imdbjourney says such an incredibly feel-good romantic comedy that balances both of those genres out perfectly the chemistry is fantastic the story progresses naturally and paced so well couldn't keep my eyes off this one and bill Nye may just go for the greatest movie dad of all all time 4.5 out of 5 and then they've got a really great gif
0: i'm
2: gonna reuse i think that is lovely
0: would you guys class this super i mean if someone's tried to sell this to me as a romantic comedy, that's probably what stopped me in, this, in my tracks watching earlier. But I don't really think it is so much of a romantic comedy. Obviously, that's a big factor of it. I, I
1: would him. definitely say it is a rom-com. Because um, it's romantic and I laughed.
3: <laughs> and that's all <laughs> I can
0: get. <laughs> 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 but but did a, you
3: not think it was
0: I, I think it's a e- either romantic
3: it's, or comedy?
0: No, I think it's definitely a rom-com. But it's, for me, if, if, it, if it, that's such a... Throw away comments sometimes, but I think there was more to it than just being a, a rom-com. And when Do you, you know call I mean?
2: something a rom-com, I think it of often is sometimes in a derogatory way or sort yeah. of saying like... It's which some, it shouldn't be. Which it shouldn't be, I don't think. But I think it can, yeah, lead you to think it's a certain type of mm. romantic comedy that might be romantic and might make you laugh.
0: Because we've had rom- I mean, when Harry Met Sally is our highest scoring film in here, uh, yeah. followed by Taller Boys I Loved Before is second highest. So we're not averse to rom coms here, but they are. It does sto- follow the story of plenty. the of the rom com to the end, where it's the characters where here is after the first half. It isn't necessarily about the couple. Is my is my kind of thing. It is more about the other people in the story. That's why I, to say it's a rom com, I think not. I wouldn't say it does it the service, but doesn't tell the whole story of the of the the genre in which it might sit in uniquely
2: i think there's a lot of love in it it's mm. just not necessarily always between the couple i think there's like familial love and there's
3: friendship love and so so
0: love comedy love comedy.
3: love comedy, love comedy. <laughs> yeah a new genre and he's inventing
0: yeah, yeah. richard Curtis's love comedy um george you want to take a second quote
1: yeah clifford hamblin at at cliff h in nj says (laughs) (laughs) says four stars it's a very touching story that has a time travel theme but is really about a son's love for his father and his wife also how he manipulates time to ensure those relationships happen sweet film
0: yeah i'd say sweet film i think that's a nice kind of surmise of it yeah yeah um We did have someone else who tried to give us a link to a letterbox but we're not we're going to ignore that because it could have just given us a little
3: Yeah I mean we we do this every time we record Um, do follow us on Twitter and we'll do a little gif with a shout out of our guests and what film we're going to be reviewing and we would love to have your reviews not your links to your letterboxes please
0: I think one one trope in this film was like Rachel thinking Rachel McAdams what's her name again Mary Mary Mary. (laughs) (laughs) feeling that she's like super dowdy and stuff is like I mean, you're not really. No. is this
3: also the, the second, maybe third film she's been time-travelled? Oh,
0: tell me the Time-traveller's
1: wife with Erin yes. Was, she in, oh, yeah, Was yeah. she in that
0: one? Yes. Mm. I've never seen that. Again, this is a film, just by the title, I'm not going to watch it. Is it good though? Time-traveller's wife?
3: Yes. I really like the book. do you need the book. Yeah, book's yeah. amazing. That's what a lot of people I say. I think I'm not sure. If, I'm trying to think now. My brain wants to say it has seen it, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it might just be me Putting her in all the bits in the book. Does Eric she actually Banner time travel? Well.
0: Does she actually time travel in the in the Again, in the book film?
3: Man, yeah. Man Why is all this traveling. man no power women are doing power time yet. traveling?
0: Hold on, let's 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 think about this. When apart from Jennifer in Back to the Future, when she's kind of foisted into the car against her will.
3: But then she doesn't when, even get to do much action. But that's what I'm saying. Apart from out.
0: that, when does when do women time travel? What about
3: Alex mm.
1: Mack? Looper. Did she it, time travel? Does she time travel? Do you remember that? I program. remember, yeah. Or did she just go invisible? Maybe. She TV, didn't she turn Doctor into who? goo?
2: What was the lady who was... Um, oh, actress. Are we allowed to jo- talk about TV? Yeah, Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. Whittaker. Yeah?
0: Yeah. The fact that we're thinking hard about this is... Yeah. We need to resolve this, guys.
3: There's Definitely. a niche. There is. Scriptwriters out there. Get some women time yeah. travelling.
0: What was that film with Samantha Mumba?
3: Time machine. The time machine. With what's his name, Guy, Guy Pierce. Pierce.
0: Did she travel in? Did she time travel in that? Was that just? Was that? I don't know. Is it
3: based on Thingy's book?
0: So it guys, we
3: will be the men. Samantha Mumble was in a film. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Wasn't she a singer? Yeah. She was. Oh. Huh. Interesting. Like Beyonce. J And J ah. <laughs>
0: Madonna. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. And so, <laughs> Dr. Dre, there's quite a few, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> um, directors out there, producers, people with stories.
3: Make me a female time-travelling romantic comedy. Absolutely. Now. I think.
0: Yes. Well, not necessarily a romantic comedy, but just time oh, travel. I mean, time yeah, traveling I can lady. make it a
2: romantic
3: comedy.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't want women time-travelling. It's know. with zombies It can then. be a horror. It can be like just pure sci-fi, but just women time-travelling in films. M- a more, please.
2: Make it happen. More. Make
0: it so. Um, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Can you sign off by telling us where we can find you online and give us direction to your companies and your podcasts?
1: Go on, Hannah. Go on, Georgie. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, I'm Georgie. Um, you can find me over at, on Instagram at, at Screenster UK. Um, you can find my podcast. Um, it's called The Screenster Podcast. I'd love to get you listening. And you can find me over on Twitter at, at Georgie underscore Greer.
2: I'm Hannah. You can find me at mags dot creative on instagram um and that's where you can see all of the details of the podcast that we also make
0: thank you very much guys and see you later
2: thank you Thanks so for much. On.
3: Bye. Bye. bye enjoyed this episode of flix watcher podcast why not leave us a five-star review on itunes you can also follow us at flix watcher pod on twitter and we're at flix watcher on instagram